0: Hello, 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 friends. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and envies to another episode of Waterway Show's second stream. We're covering Jeweler Richard. So, uh, sit- I think you
1: mean Edward Baxter.
0: Uh huh. Get it right. Uh huh. Get Jula- it right. Jeweler Jula- sixtered. Uh Oh, oh. Edward Baxter, sensei. Uh, everybody sit back, uh, slick back your hair, you know, uh, cross your legs. Um, but most of all, don't talk about my face. It offends me. Remember that. Um, yeah, it's we're, we're covering the sixth episode of Jewel Richard. And boy, this was quite an episode. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I'm the Subtle Doctor uh, and my partner, uh, along with the right as always, the hardest working gringo in the podcasting business. It is Shadon.
1: I would love to tell you all that I'm wearing a set of aviators right now for this, but sadly I am not. You know,
0: uh, I, what, what could have been? I, I lost my pair of aviators recently. Oh God! It was um, it was in, uh, my old car that I that I traded in to get the one I'm currently driving, and I just forgot to take them out of the, uh, the compartment that they were in, and so now they're. Probably in a million pieces in a junkyard somewhere. Or, I don't know, part of uh, a, a beer bottle someone's holding or something. Uh, so Some
1: random dude, he's just found them and he's constantly whipping them off in front of a mirror to get the technique right. No. You know,
0: the, I, the I, pull off to the side. I would be happy. If they're still whole... Also, they're prescriptions, so I don't think any random person will be able to wear them and walk a straight line. Oh no, but- <laughs> I, there, there are plenty
1: of stupid people out there who would wear prescription glasses that aren't fit for them just because they look cool. Trust
0: they did, me. they did look cool. I'm sad that they're gone, but one thing I'm not sad about is talking about this week's episode because, like I said, it was just power packed, full of uh, juicy tidbits to. Uh, to stew over and talk about and laugh about and speculate on. Um, Shadon, uh, before we get into our absolute cornucopia of patron questions, what are your overall thoughts on the episode?
1: You know, um, Julia Richard thus far, like it's been a cozy kind of show. It's been very serialized. We've had the Aesop's I've mentioned before. But what I really like about this episode is that it does what I think a lot of fiction should do, which is that as it progresses, starts to turn a bit inwards. We've had plenty of hints thus far that Richard is perhaps not all who he is meant to be, or that there is certainly a lot of cloudy history about him, so to speak. Things are a bit fuzzy here and there. And, well, now we have the absolute proof of it, which I find really, really neat. And particularly because of this episode's theme, which goes along with the motif the show has been going for, Pretty much since its inception, but I'm going to save that for my talking point later. I won't uh, play my cards on that just now. But it's such a fascinating one um, that I'm genuinely impressed with the steps this show is taking. It just feels like it's getting better and better over time, or rather, it's refining itself and finding its footing more. Like yeah, it, the the way in which this episode in particular seems to subtly switch around Sagie and Richard as you know the the cool and collected individual versus the more brash person. It's there's a lot of interesting stuff being mm-hmm. done with the dynamic here, like you know, the Rubik's cube of relationships is being shifted a little bit, which I really think is quite cool. So yeah, this is. I was impressed with this episode, and also because it seems as has been noticed by one of our patrons that the animation seems to have spontaneously jumped up a notch, which was quite something. I mean, did you see the lady, for example, who was talking with Richard in the fake uh, jewel parlor? Yeah, and you, you, like with how she was moving around at mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, what the
0: hell? Have they been watching Asikin? Is that why they've suddenly sized up <laughs> the game? I feel like, you know, you talk about the show refining itself and getting better. I think if this, if Jeweler Richard were a Metroidvania, you've just unlocked the double jump. Like, you've, you've, you, it's like, oh, there's a new mechanic. And now, oh boy, now it's time. Like, the show itself is crossing its own legs because it's business time. It's time to get, I mean, it's time to get for reals.
1: Like, like a Metroidvania, as you say, though, like, there's always been areas that we could see that could be explored, but we just couldn't quite reach, and now we're going there. And even better, though, it again relies on the principle of audience versus character disconnecting that we know. We ha- now have an understanding of some of Richard's history that's been finally revealed, but it's exclusively to us. Say he doesn't know. So we have the double uh, setup, you know, that keeps us interested as an audience in terms of both we want to know more but we also want to see what Segi's reaction is going to be. So I mean, bear in mind, folks.
0: Like, bear, what was the previous episode about, Doc? Oh, um, it was about. Was this the fighting Garnet, or that was episode four? Yeah, this was the uh, you know, <clears throat> uh,
1: the Fire Opal one. Yeah. With uh, yes, with yes, okay. with Se- with Segi Sensei, senpai, who turned right. out to be not who all he pretended to be uh-huh. hmm sure. hmm i wonder how that might be relevant in future right.
0: episodes well like we you know or i i think said richard has now taken up the role as senpai that segi can admire well turns out <laughs> turns out the senpai also has a dark past and I know, right? Dark past uh, be everywhere. I, just you're just tripping over the dark
1: past. When, 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 you, so when are you going to reveal to me your own dark past, Doc? Come on, I, I, want to, I want to know what like
0: shady shit you've been up to. Well, once, when I was eight years old, I lied about having a girlfriend. Duh. yeah, Man, you're dead to me. The first step in my. The, the primrose path to evil and and the villainy. only
1: step you cross you absolute oh my god the <laughs> diabolical nature of this man folks like honestly <laughs> we have never borne witness to true evil until now look upon him and despair
0: yeah 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 the full story is I was I was trying to in my eight year old way like sort of get the attention slash impress another girl and so i made up a story about having recently broke up with my girlfriend to so i could emote and feel angst and feelings in front of them and i thought i worked out pretty well although nothing really came (laughs) i got to get the attention i wanted it was it was good so she was intrigued
1: (laughs) you know what's funny doc though i want you you to keep that story of yours in mind you've just told because it will believe it or not be relevant to my big talking excellent now
0: that you've mentioned it (laughs) stupendous this is holy shit i can't believe that and like it's okay so i completely agree with your assessment that the show has we found we've got the double jump um a whole new set of uh tools and things to explore on the on the mini map is now open to us and we can We can get to mining and getting that sweet loot and uh, story content. And I'm going to stop the Metroidvania analogy now. Um, But but, uh, there's also in this episode a lot of fun stuff. And it's such a, a wonderfully powerful cocktail, this episode of hilarity. Just absolute gold. Just such funny... Like, from the sort of deadpan delivery of Richard to the silliness of dressing up in costume to and, like, all kinds of oh. comedy. Uh, <laughs> but then the serious stuff, like, the really good, like, oh, man, like, we're actually moving forward here. We're not just going to get uh, vague hints like here's a real nugget to sink your teeth into right of of his i know so so it's
1: a it's a a rich broth and and Mm -hmm. i agree that there's there's a lot to like about this material right now with all of the as you say the silly stuff that's going on that it's also perfectly paced tonally like it's not you know we're doing goofy stuff right while richard's like discussing hey i hate this kind of you know practice that goes on it it's a balance, you know. We go from like you know yes. moments of of serious drama and like you know shifts in characters' relationships to moments of the humor and levity, and back and forth without them ever feeling like they clash against each other. I, I mean, I have seen it done better, so I'm not going to lie; I'm not still not thinking that Richard is like you know the best anime I've ever seen, but it has impressed me more than I would originally find. Hell it yeah, done. it's really good. It's a,
0: it, I I don't even. Who the fuck knows if it's going to be the best anime ever or whatever but like Oh, it's got some sick competition. It's great. it's legitimately it's legitimately good and I'm being yeah, very impressed with it. It doesn't have to be the best thing ever. It's just really good. <laughs> it's and it's true. and it's unique. Um it's really I don't know, it's kind of its own thing too, which I think will help it stand out for me when I'm like thinking back about anime like it's um it's a good mixture but it also feels like it feels pretty fresh. And it and it's really good about delivering singular moments mm. that really stick with me.
1: Absolutely. Uh, right. Shall we uh, move on to our mm-hmm. wonderful patron questions? Yeah.
0: Let me um, close this Mirage Genius fan art and... Uh, <laughs> get, get, Save it for Leah. Get, get to the questions. Oh, thank you um, to all our lovely patrons, by the way, for submitting these and... Uh, Hey, you know, if if you would like to submit a a question to us and have us answer it on our Jeweler Richard stream or uh our, our it's not a stream, it's a podcast, but the Azerkin podcast is also a stream. Uh go over to patreon.com/watery-show and sign up at the $3 tier or higher.
1: Absolutely. And I'll just intervene here as well and just mention that For those of you who might be joining us when this has become free to air, and you might be wondering what our format is for this kind of discussion versus others. Second stream as a podcast format, we go straight into the juicy talking points. We assume you've seen the episode in question and are looking for the ancillary discussion, rather than going through a lengthy plot summary as we normally would. We will endeavor to provide context where it's appropriate, but we won't otherwise belabor going over the story. So if you've not seen the episode yet, uh, turn this off and... Go check yourself and the episode out as well while you're at it. Do it. Do it now.
0: Do with it now, now. if you to live with the questions.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Like, that's not the last ACs reference I'll be making. Today, so love, love, love. <laughs> no God.
0: It's just... Oh, it's so tremendous. It's so true. I miss... I didn't see Miami Vice, so I don't really know if that reference is quite on point. But it... those were the first two words I thought of when that scene occurred. Man, I... <laughs> I, I now really actually
1: want there to be an alternate version of Jula Richard, which is just completely done in, like, Synthwave And
0: it's just the same characters, but they're being involved can, in, dr- like, drug busts and stuff. Can we mod <laughs> Jula Richard and Segi into Vice City somehow? More than, more than likely. It <laughs> well, can I mean, just th- happen. All of, all of Richard's dialogue is just good for you. <laughs> I, like, you just see him, like, coming over the horizon with, like, that Flock of Seagulls song playing. <laughs> you go into fucking intranet. <laughs> like it's so I good.
1: So far away. And but like
0: Segi walking down the street like an idiot. Like oh oh easily the f- easily the freaking like what do you even call that walk?
1: <laughs> There's got to be a uh, name the, the for la- it. The last time the last time I saw that walk, it was in the uh, what was it at home with the Saints skit in Saints Row Four, <laughs> where they're all just walking around like sauntering through the house. <laughs>
0: Oh, those games are fun, dude. They are. It's real stupid. All right. Patron questions. What do we got? We, do you want, we do you want me to read them or would you like to read? Oh, up to you, my friend. Oh, uh... well, we can alternate. I'll, I'll start out. Um, here's uh, from Ayala uh, Question for the Richard. For, for the Richard. Who's the Richard who will answer this quick? Question for Jeweler Richard directed to Shadon. As a man from the country of Shakespeare, how's your acting going?
1: <laughs> it's going pretty great. I-, I can finally see that dagger before me after all this time, you know. And I'm pretty confident that no man of woman born can kill me. It's fantastic. I love it.
0: Did you? Uh, uh, did you get the
1: damned spot out? I finally did. <sighs> By God, like I-, I actually, funnily enough, like when I did, I did English literature A level, so I studied Henry V, and I remember. A reasonably decent chunk of it, uh, but not like. I mean, you've got the Band of Brothers speech; of everyone knows that. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> good old Richard bringing up Shakespeare in this one and acting and all that. And and by God, does he, like, he puts on an amazing show in the whole scene where he basically verbally demolishes the fake jewel parlor. But there's layers to it, like there is layers in Shakespeare. funnily enough, you know, scene plays within plays and whatnot, mm-hmm. because one has to ask after this episode place is over <laughs> are we are we are we seeing you know richard like you know putting on the role of a uh, edward baxter or rather are we seeing edward baxter take off the mm. role of richard
0: indeed indeed now now actual sure people stage
1: yes i'm sure people will say hold on hold on his real name is richard but who can you know passports can be fakes and all that and i think the ambiguity is more interesting but we'll cover that soon enough i imagine but yeah um my acting's going great it's fantastic
0: have you ever been in a shakespeare production have you ever have you been in a play have you acted in a play before
1: not outside of like when i was very very young the kind of school stuff you get roped into
0: were any of them shakespearean no Man, see, I have been in a Shakespeare play before. And which one? And who did you play? So, I was a Midsummer Night's Dream and I was um I believe he's called Hector? He was kind of a he's kind of a minor character. Oh
1: god, I've I've not I've not read Midsummer Night's Dream for decades. Yeah,
0: it was Lysander's friend. I remember Lysander and he was uh, very not into the lady who was into him. But by the end of the play, the the um fairies oh, yes. had uh Puck. made it so that we the the late the Puck and the and Oberon and all of them had Tanya and Titania all Titania yeah. had made it so where we did actually end up together. Uh Lord what fools these mortals be and all that stuff.
1: We are uh, really getting all the appropriate Valentine's Day yeah. material here. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you like, know, the 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 real love stories, Midsummer Night's Dream, Commando, they're <laughs> the ones I think of. <laughs>
0: did um did it feel good to be stereotyped by this anime? <laughs> <laughs> uh. It happens to me a lot. I I I have it. Mostly, it's fun. Uh, every once in a while, there's a little pang, but but I let it pass. So, uh. all right. Uh, important, jeweler Richard question from OKK. Which Richard is hotter? So it's
1: Baxter. It's Baxter or Richard. Do do we want uh, Edward or Dick? Basically.
0: Mm. Well, I think there's three. I think there are three Richards. Oh, there's do uh, Richard, uh, who we all know from Etranger. Uh, there is Edward Baxter, and then there's ironic Edward Baxter <laughs> with the hair slicked uh, back. <laughs> yes. So, so basically,
1: we've got uh, Rich, Richie, and Richard. This version of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rich, Dick, and Richard. Yes, indeed. Um, well, I'm, I'm I'm sure like. I... I don't know how qualified I am to answer this question, but I'm pretty sure I'll try and answer on behalf of, like, you know. Um, God, I'm getting tongue tied here. I, I'll, let's put this way. I think we'll have to go with uh, old Edward Baxter, like you know when he was younger and more scowly. That's really good. That's
0: really good. Uh, whew, I kind, I kind of prefer, you know, good old Richard. I, I like well, his wh- personality a lot. When, but, it comes but we're talking ladies,
1: about like, hotness I, though yeah when it comes to ladies like you know i like those who are rough around the edges so i can certainly see you know if, if i was so inclined that way i would be uh <clears throat> mm-hmm. into edward baxter uh version 1.0 more so than you know
0: the others i do, i i still go with final final form richard you know final he's form. gone through the two the evolution and uh he's come out the other side and he you know He's stable. He's got the nice, uh, nice suits. He has a really dry sense of humor. He's uh, upbeat, not scowly and mopey all the time. I'm. He has his I'm own final it. boss theme. There you go. I mean, it, it's it. Uh, there's a clear winner in my opinion. Um, okay. Uh, any more to say on that, or would you like to move on to the next question? Next. All right. Actual JR question from OKK, valuable contributor, Richard correspondent uh, in the field. OKK. Now that we've gotten a glimpse into Richard's past, do you think part of the anger Richard showed towards this whole case includes some. Excuse me, some contempt towards himself, which on that note, Richard comes across real confident. But do you think that we know what? There's several questions in here. So let's just tackle the first one first. So. Do you think that part of uh, his anger um, includes contempt toward himself? Yes or no? Whew. Um, I think so. I, I definitely I, think I,
1: so. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I think that the reason that is, is because the way Richard refers to himself in dialogue throughout this episode he seems to draw a very distinct line between who he is now versus who he was then as if they were separate people. Like, yeah. I hate men who use, like, fake jewels, you know, to con people. Totally. There's, there's a very clear delineation here. And you might say, well, he's just trying to hide it from C," but he's speaking more abstractly than I think, you know, would otherwise be the case. I think that he might very well see himself as a completely different person. So I suppose you want to say contempt toward himself, I would say yes, but I would say towards his former self that he recognizes he was, but feels he is now a discreet new individual from, if you follow my meaning.
0: One of the big reasons I was so surprised at that final flashback with uh, with Raal Ghoul um, is that like the way, like you said that he talked about um, that stuff made it seem like he had been taken advantage of or or he was trained, or that there was some other person, sort of some other man who was conning people based on his looks, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it, the way he talks about it makes it seem like a third party, but it seems like the episode, and and who knows how it will shake out, but it seems like we're being shown that it's actually just him, and he is talking about his past self, Edward Baxter, as if it's like a different person. And so... Even if he has that sort of separation, like, yeah, like he is, he's clearly like angry at the way he was living back then. I think based on the information we have now, it seems pretty, pretty obvious that that is, is part of it. Um, And that there was that whole line about like, his opening line is it's real get out of here. Like, I don't know what he's referring to to that. That was like super specific. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I would agree with all that. Mm. Alright, so... Next part here. Um, uh, Richard comes across real confident but do you think that he's holding a lot of self-deprecation under it all?
1: Much the same as previous answer, I would argue. I say that if he does, he only feels derisive towards his former distinct self rather than necessarily feeling self-depreciated about who he is now um one thing i should add by the way that i've just realized i forgot to mention was that i think it needs to be stated quite clearly and this will be important for the point i'll be making later richard is angry not in the act of selling fake jewelry in of itself yes, yes. what he is angry at is the selling of a fake narrative by the people who buy fake jewelry totally people using it to deceive you know to trick people with it like I linked in our Discord um, a article about a UK retailer called Poundland, and no prizes for guessing how much you know the average product costs in there. They are currently selling one pound uh, engagement rings, or what rings in general? Really? What?
0: They're all fake. They're all cheap. They're Is it all like non- a, I don't know, like a like a raisin on top of a Cheerio. <laughs>
1: It's just cheap cheap plastic, basically, Mm. and and fake gems and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So here's the reason I'm bringing that up. Now, firstly, this show has made it very clear throughout that wealth is arbitrary. Wealth is not, you know, a solution to any sort of, like, human need or want, really. Uh, Insert, you know, your own Parasite reference, because I just saw that film yesterday, and it's kind of going the same
0: thing. Um, Yeah, it's less... And and by the way, it's less like... Like you could, you could have that theme like in a show, but it could be like rich people are people too, but it's more like actually, like wealth is like uh, it introduces like a whole new slate of problems to human life that are gross and bad.
1: Yep. Again, just like Parasite. Watch that film, by the way. It's fucking incredible. Ahem. So, here's the thing, right? First off, it, actually, engagement rings and whatnot are really fucking expensive. So if people want to buy like a cheap, an ultra cheap one pound ring just as a sign of affection, that's great. They should do that. And the reason I say that is this. If I can imagine if Richard found out about these, and let's say you have two couples, right? You have one couple, dirt poor, buys a ring from Poundland, gives it to the partner, and says, Look, I know this isn't like a genuine ring or whatever, but one day I will put one on your finger. Uh, here's one for now that kind I'm, I'm not being very articulate this i must admit i should probably try and make this sound more schmaltzy but you get my point like you know there's gotta, genuine affection, there's work genuine on that affection. Proposal. <laughs> uh, this is why i'm still single Aww. anyway but but this is why um you know it's the um the actual affection itself is genuine despite the limited material value of the products if you follow my meaning Whereas I think, alternatively, he would probably exhibit the same kind of anger if someone pretended that that was a real engagement ring of the, you know, commensurate value and, you know, tried to fob it off as something it isn't. Like, it can be a fake product. It can be worthless in terms of monetary value. But as long as people are honest about that and don't try to pretend it's something it's not, I think that's the distinction for him.
0: Yeah, I think, like... A con will always involve that right like selling the s- selling the story along with the the item hmm
1: um, yeah and indeed that's what pisses richard off the most when he finds out about what happens to the lady we we're introduced to in this episode
0: yeah uh, yeah that was i i think the episode did a, actually a good job with uh how do i say like telegraphing that richard had issues and that there was more to how he felt about all this than than met the eye but like also it was still kind of mysterious like a lot of times like sorry I'll, i'll let you i just wouldn't just quickly finish like um characters will like let the emotions show on their face and things like that and immediately you'll be able to deduce what's happening and why they feel that way. Or you'll just have absolutely no fucking idea. And you'll be like, okay, well, I have no clue. I guess I have to wait for the show to, like, sit down and explain it to me and get a little exposition about it. But, like, there's just enough, like, there, like, it's it's really done well where, like, you sort of think you might have an idea, but, like, nothing is concrete because Richard is so, like, he's just such a, like, well-done, mysterious character.
1: Yeah, but there's also a, lo- a number of nice little clues to his reaction to the gem itself, like this fake... Um... Oh God, what was it called again? I had it open. Turquoise. I... Turquoise, thank you. I was going to say Aquamarine, but then i probably get slapped by Jula Richard himself. Anyway, <laughs> no, the point The point is like, there's two really neat small touch reactions that I like about this. First off, when we get st- when the gem is shown, when we get a close up of his eyes, we actually see him physically react to it. And that's not something we'd normally expect to like, unless he knew the item personally. I mean, he's seen probably hundreds of gens, but how would he know about the story of this one mm-hmm. and react in such a way unless he had some idea of it beforehand? And I thought that was quite neat. The second is later on when he shows it to Segi after he's, um, I don't know if it's the same one or not, I think he might very well have had his own as an example. Uh, he shows him it inside this tiny little sandwich bag, this little <laughs> plastic thing, like it's contraband. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yes. Yep. I mean it, that is funny. Don't get me wrong, but I think it also shows that he just feels dirty touching it.
0: Smoke him if you got him, Richard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. It wasn't. It wasn't in a, a fancy display box. It was no. in a little dime bag or whatever. <laughs> so tiny. Yeah. Um, his little weed bag. It, it was. Um, so, what are your thoughts on Saul's surname being? Um, Oh my gosh, how do I pronounce that? Ranasinghe. Yeah. Ranasinghe. Part of Richard's name. Uh, I mm-hmm. imagine this would have been addressed anyway, but all I can think about is the end of the episode. Help. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, I forgot that this was I, one of his, like, long string of names.
1: Richard Devulpian Ranasinghe. I, I, I mean, I repeat it ten times. Like, I, I can fit in another. But, um... Well, first off, I need to make the comment that you said he looks like
0: Raz al Ghul. <laughs> like a super nice version of him, yes. That's not difficult. Like, it's not <laughs> hard to look like a nice <laughs> version of Raz. Ghul. The like, friendly, when, when you look like he version. does,
1: like, you, 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 you're not, like, you know, a, you're not going to charm anyone with that. But anyway, I actually had a different reaction. I thought, oh, fuck, this has become Uncharted. Richard is Nathan Drake, and this guy is Sully. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I can see it. No, sure. no, seriously. Like, he's taking him in off the street saying, you got talent, kid. <laughs> Just... I know. And they're running some kind of scam. It looks like yeah, they're in, like, a seedy yeah. hotel. I feel like they're going to go out. Like, but where were they? Do we know where they were in that scene? It looked... They were there at beach. Yeah, I was um, going to say, sun... yeah, it looked sort of beachy. Tropical. But uh, um, I think they were in Europe who? though, right? Or at least they sold this. St- he sold the stone to like a German couple, but who knows where they were? Maybe Turkey. Just complete where turquoise instance, comes you... from.
1: <laughs> turkey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> turkey.
0: <laughs> that was the greatest. Oh, that was like no. I was crying because like yes, the same root, you know, of turquoise and Turkey when you pronounce them in Japanese it's the same and boy like you could have a lot of fun with that I think. (laughs) And Richard's reaction was just like (sighs) no Segi turquoise doesn't come from Turkey (laughs) I don't think he was actually feeling super mean about it but like man it that whole scene killed me.
1: Good for you didn't say that around Sanimo so she never speaks to (laughs) me exactly
0: are you really this dumb? <laughs> I'm oh just like, yes. God. He's such a the only, oh, only
1: rocks he's got are the ones between his ears. <laughs>
0: he's such a good character. I love him oh, so much. A, Mostly he's, like he's a He's our goofball, basically. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And there's there's times when that like character type annoys me, but um not not in this show for what his role is. Like I didn't like <laughs> when <laughs> when the lady came into the jewelry shop and like he's just constantly offering her tissues and she's pushing them away. Like, as they tell the story. <laughs> that was great. Oh my that God. That was great. So good. Like, of course, of course. This is like the most saggy thing ever. Um, just to be like, I'll help, how, how I'll do I, help. <laughs> nope. How do I emotionally interact with women? I, know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe Richard did like ask him to do it, but like, it just felt like he would have done that anyway If even if Richard These didn't tissues have balsam on mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yep. I'm a hero of justice. Please take this tissue and wipe down.
1: Like It's the it's the Kleedex of plus six to emotional healing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Completely. Oh, Completely. Um. Yeah. But he's out of anyway, uh, to to elaborate more on Kay's question there. There's two ways I can see this going. One of which is that Saul adopted um Richard or Edward. Now this is the least likely of the two and i'm going by this just based on age um but the second one i'm gonna i'm gonna go for here is that at some point after they meet and presumably become friends and he becomes like his tutor uh Saul, that is to richard Saul passes away and richard takes on his name uh not to con people but more in the memory of him if you will to keep that you know alive yeah It's going to depend a lot on Richard's other history, like particularly this time before he became Edward Baxter. But I can, that's how I see it going one of two ways.
0: I, I, yeah, I think the second one feels like a as much as I hate to say it it feels like a trope that would fit that would fit this well. You know what I mean? Um, It doesn't explain the family stuff but maybe we'll get more of that. Um, yeah,
1: I, I should add as well. By the way, the why I like about their relationship, as we see already, is that Saul is serving to Richard or Edward as he was back then. As Richard is now serving to Segi as someone who mm-hmm. he's not willing to like say the hard. Uh, sorry, he's not unwilling to say the hard truths, as it were. And he's already appraising and understanding the nuance of his character. Like, okay, why did you do this? Uh, you've clearly got a gift of the gab. Oh, you know, you're quite handsome. Oh, your face is you like. He's very appraisive of him. Which is in turn Richard's own trait as well. So interesting to see how that's like you know, you can see like how the point in which we see Richard at the end of the episode with Saul and where he is now, like how over time, over a long couple of years, you could go from that point to the other.
0: Completely. Are you surprised as I am that um the the Richard slash Edward character like it it feels like that you know, like Kay was saying, you know, it does is he angry at him at himself? Like, it feels like, you know, that there's some contempt and maybe some self-loathing. Like, I didn't mm. really think that the character would go there. Um, I mean, you knew he had some kind of, like, something with his grandma, and, like, that was kind of, like, in the, you know, bubbling in the, in the background we would get to. But I did not expect this guy... Like, from all that I've seen of him to to have, like, self-loathing issues.
1: Hmm. Nor did I, but I think I, I think I could also speak um, for myself here in that if you do have self-loathing issues, sometimes you can be very good at hiding them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, and certainly, you know, as we've said before, like, the speculation we have on Richard is that Say he's, you know, the uncut gem who needs, like, forging and shaping to be the best kind of person he can be from the raw materials he is now, whereas Richard has already reached an end point and it's a question of what led him to be who he is, and we're starting to see some yeah. elements of that.
0: Yeah, but but has he reached an endpoint? Like, I wonder if there's unresolved self-hatred, you know, because he still hates... He, he's, like, still seems to be hung up on good looks and beauty Hmm. even like he was back then and it's like that's the first thing someone would probably say to him like oh why do you hate yourself like you're the most handsome dude ever you could get any guy or girl you want and it's like that's part of the reason that he Hmm. has his his self-loathing issues it's it's bound up with how he looks and well because he used it you know to fucking take advantage of people
1: Mm. Well, on top of that as well I don't think it's unfair to say that as someone who spends his time like looking deeper at like you know gems and the meaning behind them and the stories behind them that he would be irked with people taking only a surface level view of himself Yeah, completely. but ultimately like he looks how he looks because part of that is who he, how he's born you know like how he grew up to be you know like as much as we want to say like you know we can look different like you know there's a certain facet of ourselves that we're inn- innately born with Uh, Although I do again wonder that actually now that I think about it like he does he clearly like Richard wants like you know look refined and gentlemanly (laughs) so so what's the so is his issue here more that you know like no matter what he chooses people will judge him or rather that people just simply are incapable of looking beyond that I wonder Hmm. I wonder
0: yeah Uh, so OKK's final question um, is a repeat uh, or more like a like a temperature check Um, Mm. Now that we're halfway through the show, um, what do we think of the Richard uh, slash Segi uh, plus Segi slash Tanimoto relationships so far?
1: Yep. Well, in this episode alone, we have a scene, or rather two scenes, which are Segi and Richard and Segi and Tanimoto talking about the third person who's not present. Briefly as it were. And,
0: like, by then, the way, Segi, mm-hmm. not getting this one past me, bub, the person that lied about having a girlfriend when he was eight years old, you implied that she was your girlfriend to Richard. You know, when Richard was like, ah, uh, you should make this pudding, like, for your new girlfriend. And Segi's like, um, you know, I, oh, well, I guess you don't want any. And I made some, uh, milk jello or whatever, um, and, and then he's like oh let me have it and he says I thought you said I should give it to Tanimoto." like usually like and, and even in this anime up to this point like segi and other characters will just immediately spit out their drink and deny like oh we're not boyfriend and girlfriend no never like cooties i ah, don't never but like he's just like implying that they are but clearly later on in the episode he wants to tell her he likes her but he's like oh ah, uh, no i like this chocolate tart <laughs> Seiki, you can't Oh, you still haven't told her how you feel about her and you're you're like you're letting other people believe that she's your girlfriend. Well what are you doing?
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? First off, to follow up from what you've been saying, is it is his reluctance to say to Tanimoso, Hey, I think you're super hot and I'd like to go on a date with you. Oh, it's because... it's so easy in Japanese. You don't even have to say all that, you just have to say ski. That's
0: it. <laughs> Ski! It's easy!
1: But but we don't. But as we said in Promised Neverland, though, you know, it ends up with them getting eaten by the Ski-Free monster. We don't (laughs) want that to
0: happen. (laughs) You don't even have to say, die, 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 ski. Just ski. And she'll know. Oh, God. Come on. But sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no. Um, So the first thing
1: I want to mention is, like, maybe his reluctance to say to Tanimoto, hey, you know, I'd like to, you know, go on a date with you and all that and just admit his feelings is because he also has feelings for Richard, like it's, you know, they're occupying the same space. And I think also it's something to know is, let's just consider for a moment in terms of sheer screen time, who's been on screen the most. Oh, yes. Richard. Richard. Easily. Yeah. Now, I actually think this is an interesting idea because if you think of it this way, right, we've already had an episode in which we had a lady who was either bi or queer um, who, you know, was getting married to a dude that she didn't love. And the end result of that was that she left him to basically be by herself, but it was better for her rather than living in a false relationship. You know, she went against societal expectations of, hey, get married and all this, blah, 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 blah. Now, I, as a set person, again, I'm totally talking completely out of my expertise or my depth. You call it what you will, but I feel I've got to tackle this to give it the credence it's due. I think that while society, Western society at least, is getting better in terms of, like, you know, giving equivalence to heterosexual versus um, queer LGBTQ plus relationships, I think that certainly the former is still viewed as the norm rather than the latter. Would you agree with me in that sense? Not that we think that's right, of course, just how we see it.
0: Yeah, I think, like, that's a fair analysis, yes. Yep. So, what if I told you that, as a theory,
1: Tanimoto exists in this show as the, you know, the
0: easy answer, if you will? The the coward's, like, the coward's way out of jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Well, Morpheus, I would, if you did tell me that, I would smack the sunglasses off your face. No, look, um, I... I That would make me mad if that was the only reason for her character to exist, because I enjoy her very much.
1: Oh, Tanimoto's great. But then again, you have to wonder, much in the same way as I said that Richard, as a character, could very well have been engineered from the ground up to be appealing to the tigers because of his, like, you know, gentlemanly nature, you know, things things, coming from... I I
0: even said... There's no question he was... (laughs) There was a database, a checklist, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: would it be insane for me to also suggest hey, maybe Tanimoto has simply been engineered to
0: serve a sort of similar purpose? I mean, it's no, it's the opposite of crazy. It's uh, it's very cynical, but also probably right. And I, I really hope that, man, now you've got me going like, oh, I hope Segi and Tanimoto. Don't end up together because I sort of do hope they end up together. I I would prefer that to the fucking polyamorous relationship. There you go, that's, <laughs> that's that's the ideal, but that'll never. That's that's a, we're a long way off from from that. That's too spicy like, for this show. But um, yeah, I I what I don't want is the Macross Frontier TV ending where they all oh, run wait, off together. Wait, oh fuck that! And then, no, like, like then there's a still shot that slowly kind of zooms out and credits. Like, Op- initiate Operation Cocktease. Yeah, yeah where they're, they're all, up. I don't know, like eating ice cream or something. And they're all like laughing. And then the fucking Scooby-Doo ending. Like, no. No, 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 no. Like, I need... I, even if it's the coward's choice, I need a choice to be made. It must happen. <laughs> Do it! I.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I hear you on that. And I think that it, it depends on like how you want to view this show, because You and I have discussed shipping before in Love Triangles and such in Macross, and just to reiterate for folks who may not have heard it, like, shipping in of itself, like can be fun as a kind of communal participation, a communal synthesis of like, you know, narrative and such, where it's just something that's interesting and amusing to speculate about. And even, you know, people can get very, very passionate about. And you know what, as long as you're not insulting other people, you go nuts. Ship whoever the fuck you want. Except the guy without no name, say he's friend, he's got no personality, no one needs to be shipping him. He needs
0: to be thrown overboard. I ship um, Richard and that one plant that the Fighting <laughs> Garnet Lady gave to them. <laughs> Interspecies relations. Man.
1: So, you could have it like that. And certainly, Jewel of Richard, you know, you can have it where, who's say you going to get with? Or, right, hell, let's just ship Tanimoto and Richard together. And just have say, just there like, wah, wah, Yeah, wah. listen,
0: I, you know, that's not an... I would not be unhappy with that, it, you know what I mean. <laughs> that I prefer that to a lot of other outcomes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um,
1: but on the other hand, like you know, I think that shipping can also serve as a say to illustrate character, and I think that as easy as it would be to, like for for Segi to like you know, hey Tadamoto, like she's everything I ever wanted in a woman. Um, the question then would be is a woman why he wants to be in with?
0: You know? Chin-scratching emoji.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think it would marry well with the idea of the show, in that just because, like the gemstones, you know, you are set into a particular way, or, you know, set of jewellery, off. cut in a particular way, again, referencing specifically episode two with Mami here, like, you know, the obvious, and I'm not saying that that's the, that makes it right, of course, but the obvious answer is, well, Sagi and Sanimoto, you know, they seem to be into each other, they just haven't quite admitted it yet, both into the same, you know, passionate subject matter of gems and all that, hey, you know, they're always talking, like, they've got good chemistry, but sometimes, you know, even if that was true, even if, like, say, for example, Sagi's by and he could have whoever he wanted in theory, what's the more optimal outcome here? And so I think that maybe that might be why she exists as a character, I again would prefer not to be just that she's simply that. And indeed I'm led to believe there is a case surrounding her specifically, which I'm looking forward to seeing that will make her more, you know, involved in the story. But I don't think it would be unreasonable for a show that has like, you know, pulled the rug out from under us and said with various Aesops that it's not as simple as, you know, the way society wants you to be, or the status quo that you think things are, or even, you know, thinking children are children, not, you know, treating their problems seriously. That it would go, hey, here's a very obvious coupling, and we're not going to do that, and that's for the best. Okay,
0: look, we are dancing around, I feel like, his question. We are speculating, we are are bringing a lot of meta elements into this, um, the non-textual considerations. Just based on the text, let's look at Richard Segey. And Segi Tanemoto, and rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. One being um, that uh, they would not return each other's texts, and 10 being they're banging off camera. Uh, how do you rate them? Go.
1: Oh, uh, I'm going to say with Tanemoto and Segi, I'm going to say. <laughs> The problem is, is that <laughs> the problem is, is that, like with with and Sayu, though, like their relationship as it's described at the moment, like he's clearly like you know cold feet perpetually. I
0: don't what even necessarily dumbass. know
1: if she's. All, <laughs> I don't even necessarily know if she's all that into him in swim, return. I mean, she keeps spending spe- time with him. That, but speaking from personal
0: <laughs> experience, <that> does not <laughs> you know what. That I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I you're you're right. Um, are you saying Seggy's getting friend zoned? I don't fucking
1: know. I mean, I, but then again, in of itself, like that is an interesting topic to discuss, you know, like for heterosexual relationships, like where there is a disparity in, you know, male perceptions of female attention versus the the reverse. But I don't know whether or not the show will necessarily go into that.
0: Q uh, anyway. Q Mephilus, by the way, saying the friend zone isn't as pleasant as you think. They oh, don't God. treat you like a friend. They treat you like an item. Sometimes Ooh. I wish I was more than an accessory to these women. A gemstone, you might say. As, <laughs> a, as a gamer, I don't get respect.
1: <laughs> oh so. my god! Um, but I. All right. So answer your questions. Get right down to the meat of it. I'm going to say an eight out of ten for Rich and Seiji. Wow, they're, they're close. They're like they're close.
0: That, that means they're probably like mean, making I mean, out I mean, off camera. <laughs> I, I mean,
1: I mean, the thing is, Doc. Like, when you, you've seen enough fiction uh, at this point, that you know full well that when two, you know, two people stare at each other longingly in the eyes for long enough, they, you know, a lot of steps get passed pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I've said eight because I think that you know, like, for them to go to nine and ten, it would happen in second. Just waiting for that one moment for them to break past. For Sagi and Tanimoto. As best I can answer it, given that it assumes equal intent on both their parts, which I'm not entirely convinced of, I'm going to go with a 6 out of 10.
0: I might rank it like just a smidge lower, just because it feels like until he fucking commits, like...
1: Until he straps his dick off.
0: <laughs> yeah, whereas I feel like he doesn't really have to commit to Richard to spend a bunch of time with him and things to happen. Um, That can come later uh just they're they're forced into not forced but like they get just get to spend so much time together so yeah i'd i'd go like a uh uh 4 maybe 5 out of 10 for um uh seigimoto and uh <laughs> wow the, sh-
1: <laughs> the the ship name writes yeah.
0: itself mm-hmm. um and for uh Dick-key, uh i would go at 8 <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what I'm calling it. Oh my... God Alright.
1: I, I, I hope I never hear someone say that out loud, like... I'm, I'm just gonna burst... I'll, I'll spit my drink out if I ever hear
0: that. So, <clears throat> thank you, Kay, for uh, those great questions. Um, So, uh, moving on to Kate Rose, who uh, is a consistent question asker, and we, we love it very much. Mm. And so, here is her smattering of questions. What do you make of the opening exchange between Richard and Segi this episode compared to the exchange with Tanemoto later on? Do you think that they have different feels or underlying currents?
1: Well, noteworthy, first off, is the fact they're both eating pudding in the same scenes. Uh So that's something. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Segi's so much more comfortable with Richard.
1: Yeah, but then again, we don't... (laughs) Here's the thing, right? Like, I think that you go through several stages where, you, when you figure out
0: that you like someone in that way, I think that it's also um, a societal thing. Probably, sorry to cut oh, you we, off. So you it. know what I mean? Like, we're like I was choking on a peanut anyway <laughs> while you were saying that. So you actually he's like it. out to out to dinner with with Tanemoto, and it's like in his mind, he probably feels all the pressures associated with being out with a girl on in a date type situation, and he's in public and, and like. When he's just fucking around the office with Richard, there's none of that. Like, no one would judge him for that sort of one-on-one it's close time. It's business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's business. It'll soon become passion. Ah, it's... <laughs> Alright, well... Crossing my legs right thing, now. Right, beneath the desk. As, <laughs> as,
1: as much as we said before, like, about how he felt, like, close they were to... Well, you know, grabbing the gem so, to speak. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, i went there
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so bad why do i laugh
1: <laughs> i'm an awful person you know this but as close as they are to that stage I think that, Sega, <laughs> I think that saggy i think that saggy crown jewels yeah 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 but just let's just we're walking we're walking we're getting along Vic. right carry on um as much as we said that like I think that Seiji's feelings for Tanimoto are firstly apparent and certainly more mature if you want to call it and I don't mean like as in he's handling them maturely I just mean that Mm -hmm, they're more mm -hmm. aged if you will like he's had them for longer than whatever he might have had for Richard yeah
0: he knows like he doesn't really I don't know if he's aware quite how he feels about Richard
1: yeah I think there's certainly some signs though like there's a line in which uh, Tanimoto asks um, Seiji what does he like what does Richard like And how would I know? Like, he's very, you know, he's very, like, you know, coy about that.
0: Oh, it's that... But there's no reason... Yeah, that's not Tanemoto. That's uh, the the case lady.
1: Oh, sorry. My apologies. Um, But even so, like, you know, he's very coy about that. Mm -hmm. He covets that knowledge, that unique element of their relationship where he knows he likes these particular things. So... Mm -hmm. Yes. I think... Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. You're so right.
1: So... I'm thinking that, and, and hey, maybe, maybe even then he thinks to himself much in the same way. Here's this hot lady. Don't give him a uh, gift. You, know, you stay away from my man. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't touch him. He, he belongs to me. Yeah, you know, and and his infinite supply of royal milk tea.
0: <laughs> I t- I that, tweeted that I've been perk. I've been drinking warm milk with honey since.
1: So many of our patrons have been drinking like you know tea and such while watching this. Like this. I mean, I'm resistant to it because I'm an uncultured swine, despite coming from the land of Shakespeare. But it really does feel like watching Julia Richard makes you a more refined, like, you know, scholarly person, if you
0: will. There is, listen, uh, it's, a de- it's a delightful bedtime treat to just get yourself a warm mug of almond milk, toss in a cinnamon stick, swirl into a generous, you know, squeeze of honey, stir it up. Oh, oh, it's, it's great. It's great. Forget the tea. Fuck tea. I don't do tea. But the warm milk, oh, it's good. <laughs> nice. So I think
1: that in, as it stands right now, I think that the more rewarding relationship, if it would happen, would be Richard and saggy But I think that he's certainly not as close to getting to that point and getting a relationship with Richard as he would be with Tanamo. And, and when I say close, they're still miles away, both of them. Like, it's a marathon, or sorry, a triathlon even. Mm-hmm. And they're only like one third of the way through. They've not even got to the swimming or the biking yet. So there's a long way to go for either of them to happen. But I think that Segi's like feelings towards Tanimos are more mature and probably more it's self-accepted again because of the various societal norms
0: that we've talked about. Isn't that funny? Uh, like, mm-hmm. just that the, the scenario that is more sort of a social norm and like, oh, yeah, yes, this is very good for a red-blooded young man to be out with a, with a woman in a dessert shop, you know, fancy day. Like, he feels so nervous about that, but he's so much more comfortable in the other setting, even if he feels mm. something more than just, like, broship for Richard.
1: Yeah, and the thing I think as well is noteworthy is that Richard is challenging him and making him up his game. Tanimoto, for all that she is great, that's not happening.
0: Mm. Hmm. mm Hmm. It's fair. Um. Okay. So uh, next question from Kate: Does it feel as though the roles have been switched? Ah, this is going to bring up uh, one of the points that you that you've highlighted. This episode between Segi and Richard. Segi is calmer and more perceptive, whereas Richard seems to be more the reckless quote hero of justice unquote.
1: Mm. Hmm well as we said about the whole richard baxter thing um one could argue that i would say the roles have reversed a little bit here but seiki's still coming along as muscle if you will well, i don't know <laughs> if you could really describe him
0: as that even though he does try and
1: pull off the gun show at the
0: start <laughs> he's really he's that scene where he just stands sort of behind him with his arms behind his back it's such a good imitation of a heavy there's a, some yeah. really good acting on his part when like when they do the whole, like they finish each other's sentences, like "he who hurts another hurts himself," sense like that's just it was so good. He <laughs> was so good. He played it down to a t, like as the the sort of hype man <laughs> for <laughs> Edward Baxter. <laughs> he really did, yeah. Um, so I think that
1: you know, I would argue the roles have switched here. Um, as Kate says, I would agree. Um. But I think what's interesting is if you consider how they've happened. I don't think, for example, that the Segi we see in this episode, uh, if he, if, or rather, if we had Segi from episode one here, that he would have gone along with this in the same way. He's got more nuance to him now. He's not simply going to go charging the inserts of the j- fake jewelry store saying, stop, fiends! You cannot sell these fake gems here! This is a crime against nature and capitalism! You get my point. Yes. Um, whereas Richard here... Um, he's regressing, in a sense, if you will, to a former state, uh, to a former self. So I think that the roles have indeed switched, but I think that there's a kind of mechanic behind them, which is very deliberate on both their parts. Like, we get to see how Segi has grown, but in turn we get to see how Richard has, well, he's grown in his own right, but also how he can slip back as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm not quite sure how to put into words what I'm thinking about. Like uh, Richard probably feels entirely justified and like a, like an adult who is like, you know, I'm telling you child to do this one thing, never smoke, but because something really crazy just happened, I'm definitely going to go out back and and smoke half a pack of cigarettes. Um, <laughs> like in, indulge in his more kind of reckless side um, because this thing hit so close to home. And It does kind of make it feel less, like, it's very humanizing for Richard. Like, it makes it feel less like he's, um, you know, just all about, like, uh, sort of robotically telling Segi to do the right thing all the time, and more like he maybe sees some of his old ways in Segi, and we're hard on other people, I think, that exhibit our own flaws because we can see them so well. Yeah. Um, I
1: can I can agree with that.
0: So maybe there's some of that going on, but but yeah, it really does help a Richard feel like uh, a person.
1: Hmm. He's certainly not like you know the flawless entity that we've seen be before. I mean, granted, you know he has been a bit brusque and abrasive, but that's hardly the end of the world. And indeed, part of that has added to his mystique, I would say. But now we get to see him as something else. But um, just something again to put a pin in for for when I get to it later. uh, Him regressing that can actually be a good thing. And I know that's going to sound insane, but just bear that in mind, have a think on that for a bit. Okay.
0: Um, I I did find a crunchy roll comment that, Oh no. That you might be. Do I, do I have to read it in the voice? Um, you do. Yes. You have to read it (laughs) in the voice. I'm going to, um, I'm going to paste the text into our discord chat here. Um, though i won't have to take a picture but i'm now hopping over there control v and uh it's before you now this is yes i'm keeping the names anonymous as we usually do to protect oh the oh my god <laughs> but, but you now have to read <laughs> it's gone <sighs> <laughs> well i'm,
1: I'm just got to bring back the old voice for this one I'm having mixed feelings. Isn't a woman supposed to turn bad boys around, not middle-aged men? Well, I mean the implications are there. Suppose it works in all fairness. <laughs> <laughs> I've not used that one in a while. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh <laughs> People are fucking morons. I'm not even going to I'm not going to hide my distaste for that comment. <laughs> fucking moronic, oh, honestly. Yeah
0: yeah there's there's a, a lot unlike, of really said as jest i suppose but i mean but... <laughs> it's got <laughs> it's the internet lots of downvotes. um there's it good in fairness there's a lot of really fun comments on this one uh but man that one like <laughs> what planet are you living on my dude <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's real bad planet planet red pill by the sound of it oh boy um all right let me hop back to the uh to the questions here um uh kate uh with her final question now that we've gotten a piece of richard's past please take a moment to guess wildly and not necessarily accurately at the rest of the picture
1: oh we started to do
0: that a little bit but
1: yeah okay I'm going to borrow a bit more from the Uncharted history here because I think that what probably happened is that Richard was caught when he was doing this uh, scam. I have a strong suspicion the reason he ended up doing this scam in the first place was because he ran away from home. He probably, you know, I mean, he was certainly of old age at that point, but there, bear in mind there is a picture of him as a young child in a very wealthy estate uh, in the OP. Mm-hmm. So one might wonder if he found that too suffocating, if there's some history of his parents, like, you know, and the fake and their own fake personas, again, thinking the parasite here while I'm uh, talking about this, funnily enough, and he kind of, for the, you know, as his first appraisal, if you will, came to realise how vacuous his life was, um, and then started drifting, but then, you know, disillusioned, maybe bought into the idea of selling fake gems, you know, like, I've, you know, maybe that's something similar to him, like, you know, all the material wealth he was given was worth squat because there was nothing behind it. Although it is noteworthy, by the way, what Richard does in the past, he doesn't sell a fake gem, he sells a real one, but he sells one that he pretends is a different kind of gem that is actually much less valuable. He's trying to impart, like, a really wealthy gem, on, sorry, a really expensive gem, to people for less. And I think that's really fascinating because it's kind of his own, like, very early, you know, thesis, if you will, like his first draft in his mind of the idea that, hey, the... The fiscal value of a gem is nothing versus its, you know.
0: But don't disrespect uh, the fa- gems,
1: motherfucker. Yeah. Um so I think that's part of it there, but that then, you know, he gets arrested maybe or wherever, gets caught. Um admittedly he doesn't seem to be in jail in this scene, even though it seems like it's Saul's first, you know, introduction to him.
0: I think only Who Saul can say? knew. You know what I mean.
1: Well, I get, well. Well, you know, when things go wrong and you end up in jail, you better call Saul. Oh, oh, I'm too good.
0: I'm. S- you.
1: Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that was worth it. That was so worth it. Thanks so much for mm. listening to the podcast, folks. Mm. Good night. Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. Uh... What's my wild speculation about this? Um, I'm really bad at this kind of stuff, honestly. But I don't know. Uh, I will say that uh, somehow uh, Ra's al Ghoul and Edward Baxter... Like become de facto rulers of a small island country before he passes away and Richard realizes, no, I I have to go. I I can't keep doing this anymore. Uh, And my friend dying has shown me that I have to tell the stories of these gems because it's not just about the money. It's about the didactic way that I can talk to people about diamond history. And then he goes to Japan. I don't know. I'm, I'm really falling down on the job on this question. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't really have <laughs> I'm really shitty at Like um, we did a thing on another po- a podcast. I was a part of where it was like, name one thing you would change about the work. And I always just completely floundered on hmm. on this
1: <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll just give me a mic a quick
0: backtrack from here.
1: so richard born into a wealthy family in england uh devulpian probably is his actual surname i'm gonna assume this his actual real identity is richard vulpian uh radishing a something that came later say grew up moment of disillusion realized oh god i'm living a false hollow life wealth gives me nothing it does not make me happy look at you know how people treat me because i'm this beautiful boy blah 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 like that kind of thing, um, runs away, probably as a teenager, maybe, you know, before he goes to university, or possibly because he goes to university, something happens there, again, who can say, um, starts running this kind of scam job using what knowledge he has about gemstones, but he's trying to, you know, in turn, give people, like, you know, things that are more expensive than they are as his kind of way of imparting value on them, to them, I suppose, which would actually fit in terms of contrast with what he does in the present day, where he imparts genuine value to his customers by helping them with their problems with the gemstones and offering them advice, which itself is more valuable than the money that they would otherwise get for these gems. Uh, something goes wrong, gets arrested, maybe gets bailed out by Saul. Bail call Saul joke again, just yep, repeat yep, that, because yep. I'm quite proud of it. Um, and, you know, works with Saul for a while, finds some semblance of happiness at last. Saul dies mm-hmm. at some point, um, i'm not who you think i am <sighs> oh god wouldn't that wouldn't that be a thing <laughs> this business fact, how, isn't as how, clean as you think oh it man is. <laughs> how horrifying would that be if it turned out that Saul was like involved as i suspect in the first episode of some Saul like somalian like blood diamond shit mm-hmm. oh man uncharted I mean, again that would type
0: yeah Cullen, that- oh. a fistful of diamonds
1: Bloody hell. I mean, that would tie in with what happened with Seiji's own sensei, of course, as well. Sorry, senpai, rather. So, yeah, again, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a article? cycle
0: of, like, uh, tutors and uh, mentors that let you down. Fiction, indeed. Um, and then, as
1: a result of that, Richard decides to leave, um, and this is the point where he comes to Japan under
0: his like, Why gestalt Japan? identity of... You know, why? That's a question I have. Why Japan?
1: Because the story has to happen. Maybe, maybe like... No, uh, I'm kidding, I'm
0: kidding. Maybe there was a a guy or a gal that uh, struck his fancy. And part of the reason that he gets out of the business he was in with Saul was that they die as well. And he was just like, I need to go to their country because I want to be reminded of them.
1: Who can say? Um... Although I think maybe Japan was just far enough away. I mean, after all, his jewelry store is Letranja, which is the stranger. the stranger. So it makes sense for him to go into a foreign country where he might not necessarily be followed or can leave as much of his history behind, while still keeping his name, of course. Well, sure. So he could have they're... gone
0: to, like, you know, Sri Lanka, I don't know, Hong Kong, Vietnam. Why Japan? Maybe maybe it was a good economic situation. Maybe it's you know, he wouldn't do as well at the jewelry store in most countries in that area. Perhaps I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, uh, we'll find we out. We'll sure. probably um, find out.
1: Hmm. So there's my wild theory. Or oh, oh, you know, alternatively, he could just be a Terminator or something, or a Time Lord, as we've discussed previously. All you know, all options are open
0: when it comes to Richard. He could be anything. Now, former arcade manager. Oh yeah. Um, banana stand employee yeah it could be could be any he could
1: No, in fact no i've got i've got a better theory i figured it out what if i told you that richard de rashi vulpian is actually uh ash links's new
0: identity listen i was thinking about going that direction <laughs> where he like faked his death at the end and uh yeah. to, to help protect ag he's boxified ag yeah <laughs> there we go he's going about it in the most methodical way possible <laughs> Mm-hmm. one day he'll come to buy a jewel from me <laughs> Just... oh man he's certainly mellowed out over the years <laughs> well dying will do that so it would, sure yes definitely oh thank you kate uh for all your questions that was fun that uh all right we're not quite we're done, not though. done we got more uh aella back with another question my question do you think segi quote unquote likes richard and you think Tanimoto believes that?
1: Well, um, we've already kind of covered the first half of this question, but it's interesting to then think about what Tanimoto thinks. And I again think that it would be neat if as part of her character, like as I say, being the, you know, heteronormative bait, if it, if you want to call her that. And again, I don't want her necessarily just to be that. Can we, we Can we? You know, you can do multiple things with her character and she's likable in her own right. But what I think would be neat is if she didn't think that, because she innocently can't perceive that
0: yeah i wonder <laughs> i guess it's like do you believe she's like oh you really like richard son uh you're talking about him all all day today like innocently or do you think inside she's like would you shut the fuck up about richard <laughs> please pay attention to me goddamn
1: it sake i'm right here yeah, it is kind of a classic thing. I mean, even if she's just of as a bromance, like, God, she's like, what next you am going to start playing fantasy fucking football together? <laughs> That's what bros do,
0: isn't it?
1: <laughs> That's what bros do, isn't it? Look,
0: Segi, I don't want to hear about your World of Warcraft raids with Richard anymore. Can we talk oh! about me? I've never, I've never raided anyone before.
1: <laughs> like... I feel. I feel. I feel like that's a prime moment, by the way, for fanficers
0: to start writing follow-up so, responses to. So good, so good, oh, and God. like
1: <clears throat> you can raid my treasure trove oh, anytime. time.
0: Yes, uh, don't ask, just uh, don't knock, just bust it right open. Um, <laughs> so like, <laughs> here's the thing that I'm worried about with Tanamoto. um, and I say this as a as a fan. But I feel like as each episode goes by and she... We get really nothing more from her. Like, she's starting to feel more and more like a prop. Starting to feel more and more like you said, just there to serve a very basic kind of function. Like, we haven't even gotten... if she was
1: just something to be possessed like a gem? Maybe that's why (sighs) Seiji feels he should go after her. We haven't
0: even gotten any more of her, like, fun, like let's talk about Jim's serious face let's, ner-
1: let's nerd the fuck yeah, out yeah
0: we you know as much as I mean I love Richard I don't want I know me saying give Tanimoto more means Richard gets less mm. and I don't want that but it's a zero sum game the anime episode there's only so much screen time you can give and Tanimoto needs some well clearly what needs to
1: happen is say he needs to die in a horrific car accident so the two of them can hook up I agree Oh, no, no,
0: no I don't agree no. no you made me Why did you make me say that? I actually disagree vehemently with that This is the best episode ever I totally He's too good How, he's, he's such a good boy How can you say that? How can you said say it as that? as a joke Unlike you <laughs> the, the Freudian anime slot. Um, you just don't want any competition for that song. I'm blame me, really. Mirror on the wall has sent in a patron <laughs> question: uh, Which is the better ship, Richard X Royal Milk Tea or Richard X Pudding Royal Milk? So- not, not even up for
1: debate. Just, just it's just I don't even drink milk tea or tea in general or hot drinks in general because I'm weird like that.
0: You know, it's one of my many You got to you got to fix that, man. Hot drinks, seriously. There's there's some really good I, hot I, drinks I, in this world. I I've, I've tried. Name but I just don't name three you've tried. Uh
1: coffee cafe au lait, cappuccino, there we go.
0: Okay, okay. Go away from the the coffee bean based hot drinks. Go for a hot toddy or a or like I said a a, a warm cinnamon butter you know almondy milk uh you could go go in a different direction my friend it, the coffee bean does not have to be part of this
1: man you just made me realize though that but i've actually run out of beer i need to go get some more <laughs> uh but i'll solve that after the cast i'm not going to get too drunk on cast um no i, I think royal milk tea because well it's in the name you know, it's it, tea in itself, like, is seen as a quintessential English, tradi- English tradition where, you know, it's got that element of refinement to it. You know, it's very cozy, uh, very convivial. Hmm. But then throw the royal in as well. And it fits into a tea, you know. Richard and pudding, it, well, that just means he could be having, I don't know, a fucking McFlurry.
0: Well, look, there's one thing that the pudding ship has is this episode, It gets Richard saying, it looks so smooth. Oh, yeah. So. Smooth. Um, have you <laughs> And he did tap his feet when he when he ate it to be fair Did you ever watch uh, The State? No An MTV show Well there's a You should <laughs> google There's a MTV? Right Doing
1: By this God This was
0: like in the 90s So this was a long time ago um, Should look up on YouTube And see if they have a sketch by The, the State Called $240 worth of pudding um, it's just a pretty delightful <laughs> sketch. Um, that's always, I, to this day, I cannot think of it. Uh, I cannot help but think of it when I hear about pudding. Um, but mm. I would, I mean, the Royal Milk Tea is like a pretty long standing thing. So I would probably go with that, but I, pudding is no slouch. I don't think it's as easy of a victory because we do have that whole smooth line, which is pretty, uh scintillating mm-hmm.
1: it's it's a hard thought basil uh i would agree i, th- right, I think uh, we've done Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah wow um, so thank you everyone for bringing a question there they were all fantastic i hope we've done them justice hell yeah um so i suppose now then doc is time to go on to our talking points i have two or rather one and a half and i just need to get one off my chest immediately which is when the fuck are we getting the jeweler richard 70s cop show i insist that happen i know i just I just want to see that, like, you know, they are just busting up, like, diamond smuggling rings and shit like that, and it's just them, like, Richard's just running around
0: with an M16 <laughs> shooting people. Dude, we, we <laughs> finally got what I was thinking from the very beginning. I was like, when are we gonna get the, like, the con man episode, the the time when someone is doing crimes with the gems, and we got uh, it. Yeah, we, we did. Here's, okay. Uh, um... Here's a question I put to you shit on. This is my lone criticism with this episode. Oh, So when, you know, Segi and Richard are talking about the raid, uh, Richard is like, well, we're not going to do a raid, but we need to give these con men a, a taste of their own medicine. Specifically, he says a taste of their own medicine. And yet... As as much as I really loved the entire scene of what they did, it was not a taste of their own medicine. I don't know if he followed through on that exactly right, because he didn't con anybody. He just came in and, like, you know, made them lose some customers. And I guess you could say he conned them by, like, pretending to be someone else, but, like, he didn't sell them anything. Uh, it was, well. it just didn't feel as congruous as I, or, or sorry, congruous, is that how you pronounce it? Anyway, it didn't like line up as neatly as I thought it, it should have given that line. Um, but I, I liked what happened regardless.
1: Well, 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 let's, I suppose this leads me into actually my talking point, funnily enough, that should hopefully address your criticism. Let's talk about how we lie to other people. And if there are if there is ever a good time to lie. Yes. So before we get any <laughs> further into this, Doc, there, sp- there is a specific thing that happens in this episode that I want to ask your opinion of. And you at home, uh, if you're in our Discord, or indeed just hit us up on Twitter, I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. So I firstly think it's fairly obvious that even before, like, you know, anything's really said, once that little gem is uh, with the accessory is put out on the table, Richard knows it's a fake immediately. Would you agree? I agree. Okay. So here's the thing, right? We learn later that the guy who gave that lady... I think it was, I, was it Ayase? I, I can't I. remember. Um, anyway, lady. Uh, <laughs> she, like, he the, the guy who gave that gem, um, she believes, uh, firstly, that, you know, they were going to get married, I think she mentions, and that he's just vanished into thin air. Now, Richard knows it's a fake. So he has two options here, in my view. He either tells her the truth which is that it is a fake, or he doesn't. And not only does he pick the latter, in that he doesn't tell her it's a fake, he actually spins a yarn Mm -hmm. on the boyfriend's behalf by saying, if he gave you that before leaving, he must truly have wanted you to be happy. Think about that. I think what this episode... To get to the point, um, and then to elaborate on it further, what I think this episode is doing is that it's suggesting that there are times in which we can spin fiction to give to others and it can be for the best of intentions and for a good reason. Now I'm sure that people would argue no, he shouldn't have lied to her, he should have told her the truth because she might very well hang on for this guy to come back. But I don't think also, like, you know, it's entirely unreasonable to, you know, have done that at all given how heartbroken she was. You know, I'll never see, maybe the alternative is that she thinks I'll never see him again but at least he left me, you know, thinking of me. As
0: opposed to the reality in which he's just a swindling piece of shit. Yeah, and then she'll so, she'll feel bad about her own, you know, ah, uh, like, I, why did I pick this guy? Why did I fall for this guy? I'm such an yeah,
1: idiot. Yeah, ha- yeah, it happens to me again. God damn it! Why am I such a fucking mug? It's complicated, so it's not unreasonable, to, you know, to have that happen. I think, but then think of what else happens in the episode. We learn that the Edward Baxter persona is a real thing. But it is clearly shown to be in two separate instances something that is used for harm, i.e. conning the German couple out, despite its own best of intentions. But also simply how it is used to shut down the um the fake gem ring. You know, he's using the idea he's using this completely made up nonsense about gem as like pulling a full-blown Reagan, basically. You know? Yeah, it's complete bullshit. Good. But it but it is used in the service of a, you know, of a good cause and when you said it doesn't feel congress like the thing that richard has said is really angry about is not that the gems themselves are necess- a are fake you know just because they aren't what they say they are but that they're peddling fake narratives with them which is an amazing almost contradiction if you want to say but i think that his idea and the episode's idea is that it's not necessarily a bad thing to lie or you know be circumspect with the truth if it's in service of a greater right, good it's like
0: why you do it because think about how heinous it is for like f- fucking fuckboy toolbag to like it makes a career basically out of getting close with women and either romantically or you know friendship wise probably romantically a lot of the time so that they can buy the fucking jewelry that is fake yeah. i mean what a what a scum this is not this isn't like the last episode with Senpai. I think we can all agree. I saw some chatter in the discord, and certainly I at the end of last week's episode, sort of came to the defense of him in some regard. This dude feels like nope, he's just a piece of crap <laughs> like do no need to feel bad for him. yep, I would agree.
1: so this continues the whole idea of the show I think in the what value do we assign? To things that intrinsically do not necessarily have value other than what we bring to the table, you know, this whole fake gem thing, like the fake gem, if you think of it, is in reality just not really much different than the real one in terms of value, unless you're talking industrial applications. It's the narratives that we add to it that are important, right, and I right. think that what the I think the <clears throat> way the show is expanding on is through what we've learned from Richard in, this time around, and particularly the lie he tells that lady, is that even a fake narrative sometimes can be for the best now i don't think by the way it's saying that you should always be in favor of lying to save your own skin or take some of the heat off and not ask the difficult questions um but it also again thinks fits really well with his persona in that what we're seeing of richard right now is in itself a very constructed fake image like you know the royal milk tea the suits you know the way he looks the way he cultivates himself the, the, it all meshes together toe wiggling
0: yeah, well that, that was that was
1: that was that was him actually letting his guard down <laughs> a little bit but thankfully no one could see it but yeah i think that this show is offering the nuanced perspective that there are times when you, as long as you think about it hard beforehand where being entirely honest and bear in mind what segi's whole you know skit Throughout this show thus far. Just be honest all the time. Being straight as an arrow. (laughs) Being straight as an arrow. Like, there is shades of grey that sometimes need to be employed in dealing with these sort of things. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to do that. But there are times when it is very clearly a bad thing, as it is with the combat. Let's
0: let's use a different cliche than straight as an arrow. I don't know if straight applies to our boy. Well. Well. Yet. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So this brings up an interesting follow-up from me. Well, I've been bigging up my own follow-up. It's interesting. Um, So do you think the show, or do you yourself, Shadon, think that there's any hard and fast criteria, you know, about situations where it's not okay to lie? Because, like, so you asked the question at the beginning of this is, like, when is it okay to lie? Or is it okay to ever lie to people? And I think immediately the knee-jerk reaction is like, yes, like if someone's like, do you like my, you know, I got my haircut, what do you think? And you hate it, but you're like, no, it's great. Or, you know, yeah, that, that outfit looks great on you or whatever, um, small things like that. But like, um, a- as you like, uh, get to more important situations, like the situation for this young lady who is coming to Richard's shop is, um, is important and she might, um, it might be kind of foundational for her and like her self-image and things like that you know richard chooses happiness over truth in terms of yeah. the the what to tell her but like if does there what's what's the logical endpoint of that like what if um there's always some kind of non-selfish greater good like what if i don't know these ultimate stories about reality god religion politics um human morals and human nature like um things like that like should we go for like these untrue stories that like um are you know would make us happy in terms of giving us a purpose or giving us a framework or providing meaning uh or or you know this is a really big question, but what are your thoughts on all of this?
1: <sighs> okay. Um, I'm firstly going to give a cop-out answer and then try and get on to the more interesting discussion, which is, I'm willing to bet you if I at any point said any specific instance of where it's not okay to lie... Yeah, there'd be a uh, counter example. <laughs> there would be. that You could guarantee it. Sure as I am born, that would be the case. All right, here's how I reckon you should do it. You should aim to be truthful. You should try to be where possible. But you should be open, you know, as I've said many times, that, you know, it's not so, so easy just simply going for black and white morals. Sometimes things have to be, you know, more morally grey. But you should be open to just questioning if maybe that's the best approach. And then you might think to yourself, you know what, no, it is. At least you asked the question. You weren't, you know, dogmatic about it. You weren't, you know, overly zealous about it. As I say with Seiki, for example, you know, like where he's constantly thinking like the hero justice thing is right, but it's not as you know, cut and dry as that. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, like just because you're ultimately okay, then with make, you know, telling a lie or spinning a, a line of fiction to make something happen that you feel screwed, it doesn't mean you ultimately have to like that you did it. There's a very famous episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine in which um, Cap- Commander Sisko, like, he participates in the assassination of a dude. And do you want to know why he does it? Because if this guy is then killed uh, and he keeps it quiet, it'll result... I'm not going to get into into context here, but it'll result in, like, saving billions of lives. And Sisko hates himself for doing it. He still hates himself that he did you know this thing which has ultimately saved billions of people for the life of one bastard basically he did tell you know he, he lied he cheated he scammed his way out um so but he's still not happy about it so i think that there's no clear and cut answer but i think that it's actually no there is one clear and cut answer which is that it's not reasonable to be completely dogmatic one way or the other. To have hard and several. you have to think about it. You have to consider it.
0: Ah, you know. I like. I mean, dogma. The, my instinct is I mean, to like balk at uh at those kind of like calculations. Like I'm very much a like kind of a person who has always romanticized ideals and principles and codes and like. Oh, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do bringing that. like following them. You know, like consequences be be damned like the consequences shouldn't dictate how you live your life like all that stuff but like i know at the same time that that um like sort of going that way come hell or high water is unreasonable and i feel like it's unhealthy and doesn't reflect the way that i live my life most of the time
1: yeah i mean do you consider for example dot the acts of lying just simply admitting or not telling someone something keeping
0: secrets even right Uh, i do not
1: ah well fair enough then but i imagine there are some people that do um there's plenty of things that i haven't told other people uh, about them specifically and how i view them am i a liar you know now you've got me feeling anxious (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no
0: (laughs) no i know i know know, what you you mean i I know what you mean well that's just your private life like you don't have to yeah yes i do know what you mean hmm it's it's complicated. Share every well. thought in your head, or you're a liar.
1: Well, if I have a few more to drink, then that'll definitely be the
0: case. <laughs> uh, have you ever read Plato's Republic? I can't remember if you have. okay. No. So it's a really like a famous and amazing book. Uh, it's a sort of uh, foundational text in like ancient philosophy, but also political theory. Um, but it doesn't read very dry. It's a lot more. Um, I don't know. It's a, I found it a really good and and nice read. Uh but like the idea is Plato is or sorry, it's um Socrates. Gosh, it's been a long time since I read it. Socrates is constructing like the this utopian society that he feels like is uh perfect functioning society where everybody like fits in and gets what they deserve and like it, it all works really, really well, but the key linchpin of it is, is based on this lie at the very core foundation of it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the noble lie, right? <laughs> that's, that's, I guess what I'm asking over again is like, um, at what point does that become like monstrous? Cause there are a lot of people that react super negatively to it, but you know, you'd be like, well, look, everybody's happy. Everybody's living. Well, people have a direction. Like society is going to take a place. No, but it's a lie. And it's like, I guess it's sort of reflective on if you have more, like, utilitarian-based tendencies or um, deontological, you know, duty-based, principled kind of uh, tendencies ethically. Um, I genuinely can't answer that, Doc.
1: I can't, because I'd have to know the context. Because there are times in which I would, you know, agree with you and that you shouldn't be, you know, spin... Like you know, a yarn to you know save your own skin or save that of others. That sometimes the truth is more important than the material consequences, you know, of telling it. But there are other times when I would, you know, do the opposite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, well, okay, we'll take December in Persona Three. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, if you will, oh, that, that oh. you that you're not actually capable of miraculously killing death god or whatever next. like let's say you're ch- well the thing the thing your yeah. choices are Well, the thing
1: is the char- characters don't believe that so you're actually right like they, they're gonna do it anyway
0: yeah they're gonna try you Can they know exactly fail. like you can you can live with the truth of everything and struggle with it for a little while and die uh or you can accept a fiction and kind of wipe your brain and be happy until you die
1: I don't even know if I can answer this necessarily because, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because I don't mean to sound derisive, but with it just being a video game, how I'm dare you? I know, I know. <laughs> but with it being a video game, I'm disconnected from the immediacy of that fret. Yeah. Um. Or not entirely, of course. Like you know, you still feel. It. I mean, the music in that section is incredible. Hell Holy yeah. crap!
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. <sighs>
1: Should be complicated. Go I'm sorry. I've time.
0: taken us very uh, far afield from Jeweler Richard. I apologize. Um... <laughs> but it's a fair question because, you know,
1: arguably Richard is doing what the con man is doing, just the context differs. And that's where our distinction between us being okay with him doing it uh, versus the con man. Or indeed, look at even the even distinction between Jeweler. Sorry, between Richard as we know him now versus how he was then. It it, it differs depending on the context. There's, there's no easy way around it um at least as far as the show presents you
0: may disagree yeah i i'm un, i'm unsure <laughs> i don't know i'll we'll we'll talk more about it in future episodes for now i'm sure we will but, um but what i will say though is
1: we of course as i said before we have the audience disconnect we know say he doesn't and i'd be very curious to see how the show uses him as a mouthpiece for actually you know Evaluating these actions, how would he feel, for example, knowing that Edward Baxter has existed before and has done other things, things in which he would potentially have been on the other side of that very desk, you know, peddling that shit? Mm-hmm. That is going to be very, very interesting very to watch. Just, yeah. I mean, I mean, for the character drama alone, because again, it mirrors what happened with Segi Senpai, but also because of the philosophical arguments we've been having. Like, what is the show's viewpoint going to be on this, you know? Is it going to prove one way or the other? Is it going to leave you ambiguous? Who the fuck knows? But
0: sign me up. I I want to find out. Everybody lies, Siggy. Everybody in this business lies. Lies, lies, lies. It all depends on whether the lies.
1: lies. Tell me sweet little lies.
0: Just the only thing that matters is whether your lies hurt people or help people. Kid, you looking for the truth? Nah what you're really looking for is and then cut to 80s music video montage mhm the sun yep. sets <laughs> the boat like richard <laughs> richard yeah, on the yeah, yeah. sun with his aviators on on a fucking speedboat. <laughs>
1: no no Sega, richard leaves sagi at the beach <laughs> uh, and he said and he and then he says sagi remember this lesson always but then you know <laughs> As as he says it, another boat comes by. A foghorn blows. And you can't hear him, and then all you see is Richard going off on the boat into the distance. And Segi's just there,
0: like, oh shit. You see Richard, his arm around Tanimoto. <laughs> oh. And then he reaches into his pocket, and he's like, "What's this piece of paper doing here?" And he unfolds it. Says, "Get fucked." yours truly, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're being done. Uh, no, no, no,
1: no, no. no he'd, he'd, turn it, he'd turn it over and it would have ant nemoto on the back. Oh.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>
1: Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Oh, my God. Uh, do you have anything else to add about no, the episode? No, we've, we've hit
0: on everything yeah. that I had written down, so.
1: Did you, did you feel my fault, like, answered your complaint, though? Um... Or do you still feel a bit iffy about the whole, like, thing happening and it didn't feel equivalent?
0: I think that you added you added to what was interesting about it, but I still feel just some niggling, like, maybe that bit of dialogue should have been reworked to not say, let's give them a taste of our own, their own medicine. Because that mm-hmm. has a very specific meaning that was not, in my opinion, like... It, it, that's not how it came to be. It, it wasn't carried out that way. Maybe I'm missing an aspect about it that is, you know, the con men got conned, but to me they just got well raided, basically. There was no table flip. That's the worst part of it. <laughs> that's right.
1: Why did Why did Richard not violently flip a table and be like,
0: <laughs> that really would have been a good acting well, job, angry Richard? That maybe we'll get to we'll get to see that... angry angry Edward. I feel like.
1: Oh man, my name is Richard. It's Edward. Does
0: he have? Here's a question for everyone out there: in that hotel room that Saul is coming to to find Edward, does Edward have a firearm in that hotel room? <laughs> I feel like
1: he must. It's, 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 it's Ash's firearm. Just like I said, he's the Same Eagle, one. the
0: Desert Eagle. He's running a he's running a dirty jewel business. Now it's probably it's sort of Robin Hood-ish, but it's still. You know, you, I'm sure he has some kind of uh, handgun and/or shotgun. <laughs> There's no way it,
1: it, it just shoots diamonds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Giving a new a new uh, meaning to blood diamond. There.
1: Oh, oh, that's some that's some high caliber ammo. Let's put it that hey. way. Uh man, this show's. I'm really, really enjoying this show and all the stuff it has to say. It's
0: it's a really and you say it's just fun mm-hmm. as well.
1: And it's, and it's just fun talking about it with people. You included, Doc. Like, I, I, I'm not to disrespect the other shows we've covered, but I can't recall last time it, we generated such fun discussion about this, and I'm loving it week on week. It's such a highlight. Me too. So, yeah, uh, So you, you folks listening at home our wonderful patrons. Uh, thank you for being a part of this ongoing experience of
0: covering Jewel of Richard. It's just sheer fun. I love it. Thank you. Uh, I could not have said it better myself. I've appraised your comments and I find them genuine. This is the real turquoise. This is not the perilous turquoise. Which I feel like That'll do. is should be the name to my backup band. A, a group of backup dancers that will be behind me when I do my first concert will be the perilous turquoise. The subtle doctor and the perilous turquoise. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh no, okay, that is look. Um That's been the show, and uh, we thank everybody for listening, for watching, uh, for absorbing this content however you have come to it. Patrons, we love you. Thank you. Uh, Freeloaders, we love you too. You guys are great. Um, Support us, please, any way you can. Um, We are definitely looking for engagement when it comes to support even even more than the fabled five-snake review on apple pods like if you enjoy what we're doing please let us know just give us a tweet at Watery desho leave us a little comment on the soundcloud uh track or the youtube you know just just give give us a little a little thumbs up you know we can have waru desho can have a little praise as a treat every now and then <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's true thanks again everybody thank you Shadon um, where can people find you on Twitter uh, you may find me at Shaden Sensen and I'm at the Subtle Doctor for Shadon it's me the Subtle Doctor and this is Wataride Show saying embrace each other everyone to the ends of the universe good night